Hello and welcome to another episode of the Just Some Magic podcast. I am your host Morgan and here on Just Some Magic we like to share people's most magical moments in and out of the theme parks. Since this week is all about Star Wars, we like to recognize the dark side and celebrate Revenge of the Fifth. Even though this episode is airing on the 6th, we are celebrating it for Revenge of the Fifth. So we have an amazing guest come on and share his experience with a ton of characters he got to hang out with and his previous roles at Disney, but also in particular a dark side character. So stay tuned for all of that. If you are new to the show, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday, so be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. Lastly, if you have a magical moment that you would like to share on the show, please go to justsomemagic.com and click on the Share Your Magic button. I can't wait to read all of your stories. But now, on with the show. I am so excited to have this guest on today. He has gotten to hang out with some very cool characters, either in the parks or specifically the parades, and he's doing some really cool things after he's left Disney. But today we have Blake. Hi, Blake. Hi, guys. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to have you on and talk all about your Disney adventures you've been on. So I'll kind of let you take it away and share what you've done and tell everybody. Oh, man. Well, it was a good time. I was working uh, for Disney for over six years. I started back in 2014 and obviously went all the way up till sadly the pandemic uh, and was not working for the company anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was a wonderful six years. And I actually started in the college program um, in 2014. I actually started in custodial. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that. What was that like? (laughs) So I worked, I worked in custodial at Typhoon Lagoon uh, because that was the first thing I was supposed to do in the program went for four months and then I ended up extending. Um, but for those four months of custodial actually wasn't that bad. It, it okay. was really easy. Did you get to learn how to do the water Mickey's, especially being, cause you have to get like, I don't want to say certified to do that, but <laughs> yes, you do. You actually get, you have to get trained to learn how to do the water Mickey's. Um, they were about to train me, but by the time it took them to really get the training done or even do it, because again, we're at a water park, it's just mm-hmm. going to wash away. <laughs> Um, it, it wasn't really that big of a deal. So by the, and I was a CP at the time, sort of like, you know, they were like, yeah, you know, you're, you're going to go in four months. Um, and so then when I transferred, I, I transferred for my extension for CP over to park greeting, uh, there was really no point to train me in the water stuff. <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. So then you went over to park greeting. Yes. Then I went over to park greeting. I was at Hollywood studios <gasps> at park greeting. That was also a lot of fun, but I will tell you, there are so many people that mix up Hollywood Studios with Universal Studios, and we had to turn away so many people. Wait, like that back? Oh, it happened all the time, all the time. They were like, oh, isn't this Universal Studios? And they hand us a Universal's pass, and we're like, no, this is Hollywood Studios at Disney. It happened constantly. Oh 
my goodness. I never thought about that because like from a merchandise perspective, because I did my CP, we talked about this like right before you did your CP. I was at World of Disney and I'd have people go, oh, where's your minion things? Oh, where's your Harry Potter things? And I'm like, I'm sorry, ma'am. Like that's our rival. Oh, yeah. We we literally had someone. They <laughs> they got the they got the Disney passes. They came in. They asked me. They were like, oh, uh, where's Harry Potter's castle? I'm like, well, what? They're like, where's Harry Potter's castle? I'm like, excuse me, what? <laughs> and they're like, like yeah, no Harry castle Potter castle. And they, I'm not even, I'm, they didn't even care that they spent the money, turned around and left the park <laughs> right oh, then and there. They were like, oh, this is the wrong, this is the wrong park. Okay. And they turned around and left. Gosh, you just spent all that money. Like Disney. Yeah. And they just, they just left. Okay. <laughs> bye. Oh my goodness. I, now I wonder the people that wear the full Harry Potter robes that are, you see in a Disney park. I'm like, wonder if they just got mixed up. Like they thought they were in a different park because like I see that so often. Definitely saw a lot of interesting things when I was doing park reading. <laughs> and so then after park reading, that was pretty much the end because you're only allowed to extend your CP program once. So I kind of made the decision after. So I was I only did like eight months of college. I went to Johnson Wales University in 2013 after I graduated high school. Mm -hmm. I'm actually uh, also dyslexic in ADD. So oh. schooling wasn't really for me. So that was really the reason why I went into the college program. Yeah. Uh, and then I did custodial, fell in love with it, extended my program, still fell, fell in love with it. And I decided, you know, I want to stay. So oh. I saw a bunch of these auditions happening for entertainment. And I was like, well, you know, I did theater in high school. I sung in a few musicals. Like I liked it, it was a hobby. I was really good at public speaking. It was the only class I aced in college. Um, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess maybe we could try this um, entertainment thing out. And I ad auditioned two times for equity roles, actually. I didn't even know they were equity oh. equity roles at the time. I had no idea the difference. And can you explain what equity is to people that don't know? Because I originally didn't know until I talked to Disney friends. <laughs> so there is entertainment and there's equity. Equity is pretty much the guys you'll see at, say, the Beauty and the Beast show or Frozen sing-along mm -hmm. um, or Indiana Jones. Uh, they are people that are pretty much just really talented and they get con they get contracted and uh, they are hired onto that role for something very specific, either be singing, um, uh, singing stunt work um, or actual acting where they have to get on a stage and read lines. Because once your feet touch an actual stage for a certain amount of time, that is where an equity comes into play. Gotcha. It, there, there's a lot of finicky details. Um, but there is a difference between equity and Disney's entertainment. Gotcha, gotcha. I heard like once it hits like X amount of lines that you have to memorize, yeah. like it's equity. Yes, pretty much. It's like when your feet are on a certain stage or you those amount of lines, it's equity and it's it, it's a whole thing. Cool. Okay, so you, so you accidentally auditioned for equity. <laughs> yes, and I did it did twice. Have... <laughs> I actually ended up coming in. I came in like top two, top three for Kristoff at the time. Oh! Because they were they were getting ready to do uh, the sing along. They were they were getting ready to do the sing along. They haven't they didn't they were doing it for uh, the Frozen Summer Fun, mm -hmm. um, and they were about to keep it. So it was only it was only like an, it was only for like the event during during the summer. But then they ended up deciding they wanted to keep it, so they were doing auditions for it. And so I ended up coming in like top two, top three, and I didn't get it, but it went really well. Got callbacks and everything for it. So then the third audition I went to was just regular character performing, which at the time I just 
I did not know the difference. So then when I did the <laughs> character performing, I got character performing and I went and did that for full time. Did you go in with an expectation of what kind of characters you wanted or did were they asking for anybody in particular? Like what was kind of your mindset going so in? So the one I went to was a, a pretty much a basic audition. So they were okay. basically looking for their their basics. But with that, I mean, every every performer has their basic character, at least when it comes to Walt Disney World. California, they make their own roles. But for Walt Disney World, everyone has a base character based on their height uh-huh. uh, then also somewhat based on their talent. So if you have a dance background, you know, you're going to be a little bit more shoved over to the, the par- parades and the shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was placed in the Goofy height because I sat at the Goofy height. So our my main character was Goofy. And then it also went down a list for other ones that were in height in that height. At the time, it was Woody. So I did Woody, Goofy, Green Army Man, Blue. It also depended on size. They had a whole like they had a whole system to where you know it depends on you know how big you were, how small you were, and they'd fit you in that character. Now, if you looked like a certain character, they would possibly fit you for that, or maybe come back another time. And so that is what happened actually. For the characters that you were, your face was covered up mostly. Which mm-hmm. one was the easiest, and which one was the hardest to perform as? And blue was by far the easiest. It was kind of like it's almost like a backpack. So there isn't any isn't there isn't like a giant head sitting on you like say Goofy or Woody. The, there's or at least the Woody then they just redesigned him, so it's different now. Those were not easy. The Goofy the Goofy head was still the Goofy head pretty much from the seventies. Uh, besides a few color details and that thing was heavy. That was not a lot of fun. You had had a strong neck to wear that. So if you ever have any kids or have your kids go to the park, please, please do not let them grab Goofy's nose or, and pull on it. Oh my goodness. It happened all the time, but that is like one thing where if you ever have an attendant, like, you know, try to tell a guest to stop real quick. Just don't grab Goofy's nose because you're theoretically pulling on their neck. Oh my goodness. I had a friend that was had to be friends with Pluto and she said it hurt her pulled on her neck and back because that head was so front heavy and stuff. So I can only imagine Goofy was kind of similar too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you cannot pull on that nose or the ears because you're pretty much jerking the neck oh, of the human. Oh, goodness. Ouch, ouch, ouch. <laughs> this just chiropractors listening are probably like, oh, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. you can't, You can't do that. So you go to the audition, you get consider you for other characters. Now, what other characters did they consider you? So that wasn't till later. So I did the what we want to call maybe like more basic characters. I did it for a few months and then they looked at me to do Festival of Fantasy. (gasps) Um, They wanted me to do Festival of Fantasy, but they wanted me to do one of the swing thugs on the tangle float at the Festival of Fantasy. And that parade was still fairly new when you were it was, doing this. It was. It just came out, so it just came out, and I was probably the third training group to learn it. Pretty much after they released the Festival of Fantasy, um, and they had their main cast, uh, they obviously had to start looking for some other people to fill the shifts. Um, and so I was like the third training group, um, and that was Aww. that was still by far like I think my favorite shift. Oh my goodness! That's that's pretty much up there. The, uh, doing the Festival of Fantasy is amazing. Yeah, what is it like being on a giant float that's moving forward, and then you're also not only going forward, but you're swinging side to side and being goofy? Like, are you in control of those things? Yes, or? everyone. Okay. Everyone thought. Everyone thought that those things are automatic. Those are actually the swingers. 
we are controlling that with our feet. So we literally get oh, like a week of, we get a week of training. They teach us how to swing it. It's actually super easy once you get it. Uh, they teach oh. us how to use circus ropes. So the ropes that we have our hands tied to are mm -hmm. circus ropes. They're professional circus ropes. So it, there's safety all around. That is so cool. But yes, we are actually swinging those giant swings and they're a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Did you do any cool tricks on them or try to? Oh, yeah. Or... Oh, yeah. Oh. We would do flag poles. Um, I think we had one guy do a backflip, but then once our manager saw that, they're like, you don't do that again. <laughs> like, yeah, okay, <laughs> we won't do that safe. again. <laughs> they're like, you're not equity, so you don't do a backflip. <laughs> Basically what they said. Like, oh yeah, don't God. do that. So we would we would do a lot of fun things up there. That is so cool. And you got to dress as a thug and everything. Mm -hmm. You guys, this is a podcast, but Blake is very fit. He you like to work out to say I do. I do. I have a few years, which I didn't really, really get into fitness probably till I didn't start. Like once I started swinging and doing swing thug, uh -huh. that's pretty much where it it made the journey where I wanted to work out even more. Yeah, especially like, you know, your muscles are showing and you're holding yourself up doing cool tricks and whatnot. It was it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed I enjoyed that a lot. If I had to pick anything from Disney that where the cast members come in every day, even if they're a little bit tired or that parade was always the best day. Aww. There was very, very few days where parade was not a good day. Okay, kind of sidebar a little bit. Was there any mishaps or anything like, were you, for example, like... Were you there the day that yep. Maleficent caught fire? Yep. <gasps> so funny enough, I was literally supposed to go in and I gave my shift away. Oh, no. uh, I was there the day before. Pretty much our our maintenance crew was telling, you know, the people that they were supposed to be telling, like, hey, we need to fix this. This isn't good. We need to fix this. Can we please fix this? And Pretty much, you know, with the lack of communication and some people not wanting to do what they were supposed to, it caught on fire. <laughs> oh, uh, they were pretty much like, we told you so. You didn't want to listen to us. We all knew. We all knew it was going to happen. Oh, my gosh. That is insane. There was no surprise there. When it caught on fire, we were like, they should have listened. We knew whose fault it was and they didn't want to listen. Oh, my gosh. And then, like, I remember the video of, like, Merida turning around because she's the float right before. And she's like, whoa. Like, what's Yeah, I knew. On? I know that Merida, too. And I remember talking to her later and she was like, yeah, that was that was fun. But again, everyone was like, we were not surprised. Like we were, of course, in the moment, but we weren't surprised. From a West Coast perspective, I was over in California and all of the fire portions of our parade, we had Pixar Play Parade going on mm -hmm. and Jack-Jack's hair catches on fire every so often and goes off and whatnot. And because of what happened with Maleficent in Festival of Fantasy, they stopped doing that. I believe, another... I, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, and it, it's think... hilarious because it had nothing to do with anything like that. It was literally just how the how the system was running is that um it wasn't it pretty much wasn't getting cleaned out as as it was supposed to and there's a bunch of other things too that maintenance knew about and they just wouldn't pay for it it was it was a whole disaster Oh and gosh. they just they knew they knew it was going to happen. Okay, does any other crazy things happen or on the parade route and stuff? Um, I mean, we had one of our performers dislocate his shoulder when we were on the swing, so that was that was good. He kept he kept going. Oh my! <laughs> he kept going. I was like, "You're crazy! I can't believe you did that." Small things like that. I mean, I mean, a lot of them were a lot of them when things happen. We're really good at like hiding it. I know mm -hmm. it sounds really bad to say, but we're really good at just like, okay, let's just scoot this to the side and get everyone just to enjoy what's in front of them and we'll, we'll take care of it um when it came when it came down to a lot of like cast member one-on-one -on -one, um instances or anything like that 
everything was taken care of perfect. Um, our parades team, our parades team was always solid. Pretty much anyone that you saw on the road there, you, you know, when you watch a parade, you'll see like the managers dress really nicely. They're always dressed really nicely and they're there on the route and stuff that the parade manager team was always a thousand percent. They were just perfect. All, all the parades of Walt Disney world, the management team, they were just, they knew what they were doing. The captains, everyone, they were perfect. If there was another role in the parade, you could play whether you fit the height requirements or not which role would you want to be i did okay so this is going to be a little bit of a secret i've always wanted to be merida because she sits in a <gasps> chair but no one notices oh, it yes she's not standing she's not standing at all she's sitting she's sitting on a bicycle yes. a bicycle seat and i'm like i just want to be up there i want to okay. hang out it's funny you say that because I did the Princess Half Marathon last year in 2020 and mm-hmm. they had the parade float floats from Festival of Fantasy. You could probably see it. Yes, I saw it. I'm like, what is that thing sticking up? But the Oh, okay, uh-huh, so it's a bicycle sit- seat. Yep. She's sitting on there so she's nice and secure because she's like, she, you know, she really gets into some of her movements and um, oh, choreography yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, yo, she could like fall off. Like, I'm worried for her. Like, I don't know what she's on or what's holding her up. But no, 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 no. Yeah, she's on a seat. That is so fun. So essentially, she's She's sitting the whole parade and just waving to people. <laughs> she is. She is. But How she's fun. she does a really good job. Meredith, I loved Meredith's float. Yes. And then the little brothers popping out. Like, they're mm-hmm. so cute. I love that story. Okay. And then, so you did Festival of Fantasy and Oh, you did and then I learned, I learned my side after that. So this was my side well, version two. <laughs> okay. Hold up. You're talking to a Disneyland person? What is my side? I didn't even know what Foff was for the longest time. I'm like, oh. My side was move it, shake it, dance it. I can't. Oh. There's 30 different names now. It's like move it, shake it, dance, whatever. Now the last version, <laughs> yes. literally. There's so, so there was there was three different versions. There was the first ever version in Walt Disney World. Pretty sure it was still called move it, shake it, dance it, which pretty much was the same. Then they wanted to revise it again, which was still move it, shake it, and that was the one I was in. And then the third version, which was 2019, I think was the third version when that came out. Uh, I was not in that one. But after FOF, I learned my side, which was natural because what the day would look like is you do a my side parade, go into FOF, do my side again, finish out your day. So it turned into an eight hour day. And what did you do in the Move It, Shake It parade? Were you a dancer? Were you friends with somebody? Yes. So I was Baloo and I was Genie. Barely fit in Genie. I don't know how I fit in there, but I fit in there. That was another that was another really, really great parade. And again, those those parades, the management team, all of it just fantastic. I, I think a day of parades would be an eight hour, ten hour day was amazing. It was a really, really good day. You were excited to go into work. Yes, parades was a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. After you learned Move It, Shake It, what else did you do? So then after that, pretty much started to Disney started to get into Star Wars. They announced the Star Wars films, they're about to do the new saga of Star Wars, and things were about to change. Oh. <laughs> and like that's why the brewing of all the Star Wars things are happening. Like you said, the new movies were coming out. Basically, every everything started to open. I was I was it was really nice to get to the point where I was before Star Wars. Um, and this is going to make sense a little bit later. But before Star Wars, there was a little bit more relaxation in a, within our entertainment in general and just within the company. And so at the time, I was also doing Green Army Man. I was doing Woody parades. And I was just we were just everyone was just having a fantastic time. Not that we weren't having a fantastic time with Star Wars or anything afterwards, but it was definitely a different era, you know, which was which was a very, very nice, nice, awesome era uh, to be in. 
So then Star Wars comes around doing a bunch of calls for Star Wars and they're deciding to open up uh, this place called Launch Bay at Hollywood Studios. Oh, and, right. And at the time, they just canceled. They just canceled Star Wars Weekends with everyone was sad about. Yes. Star Wars Weekends will live in Legends of Disney Parks. They, 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 that was one of the greatest weekends of all time. I At the time, I tried out for the last one. I didn't make it. Star Wars Weekends will always be a favorite in my heart and a lot of other performers' heart. Um, you had a lot of fun during Star Wars Weekend. Yeah, and you got to go and experience it. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Because I never got to go. I only seen like videos. I think my favorite was seeing uh, Goofy Darth Vader in his yes. underwear showing. I <laughs> like was lucky of- enough. I was lucky enough to get to do that. I was lucky enough to do that. I have an I have an old video of me dancing as Star Wars Goofy because it was the last year of the Star Wars weekend. They changed his outfit last second. They instead of the boxers, they gave him regular pants like Darth Vader pants. So that was the version I was able to do. I was oh, able to okay. do that because it was it was technically one of the standard characters. It was just a go- it was a different goofy version. So okay. pretty much when you're a goofy or whatever the standard characters, you could do any of those costumes. Like I did oh. Santa Goofy, I did Darth Vader Goofy, I did um, Beach Goofy, all the Goofies. Oh, fun! I didn't know that. I did. I didn't even like think of that. Like you know, if you do one, you can do all of them. Pretty much, you can do all of them, unless for some reason there is a. You can't fit in a certain costume like Circus Goofy uh, at Walt Disney World in the circus area. I used to fit him, but then I got a little too big and I couldn't fit him anymore. So they would specifically be like, "Okay, he cannot be in Circus Goofy anymore. And it just helped with like scheduling to be like, "Okay, he just can't be put there. You go to Star Wars weekend and then, you know, Star Wars is brewing and stuff. Yeah, Star Wars is brewing. It was, uh, you know, uh, Star Wars weekend is over. They're, you know, made the made the trailer for the new Force Awakens and they're about to open Launch Bay and they called me and they're like, we're picking a bunch of people for Darth Vader and Chewbacca and they wanted me to be Darth Vader. And I was like, oh my God, that is so cool. And at the time, Darth Vader's height, and not a lot of people know this, uh, for the Star Wars weekend, Darth Vader and Chewie, they got people that tall. They got people 6'4 to 6'7. Oh my goodness, that so is at, very tall. Yeah. So at the time for Star Wars Weekend, those those were that tall, the Chewies and the Vaders, which blew my mind. So it's very intimidating. Yes, very <laughs> for a intimidating. Kid or an adult. <laughs> so they had to uh, obviously recess, reassess all that because they needed no, they needed numbers. You know, they needed more people. Mm-hmm. So they grabbed people for Vader and Chewie, pretty much around sitting around the six one. You know, maybe six four. At least, okay. you know, so they grabbed me uh, because I'm sitting at six one. What they did when we came in and they were like, OK, so we have these boots that will give you another two inches. Oh, that's the way around. So it. all the Vaders and Chewies that are sitting at six one, six four have another extra two inches. Yeah, pretty much on their feet to make them look even taller. Very smart, Disney. Very, very smart. So another awesome thing that they were starting to work on for Launch Bay, it was the release in the first ever time they were trying i'm gonna forget the technical term for it but pretty much characters to be able to speak to you so if you ever get to visit launch bay you'll see darth vader and chewy they will talk to you and so they were training us in this sort of puppetry but electronic puppetry and was it was technology never seen before uh-huh. And so I was lucky enough to be the very, very first Darth Vader ever to speak to a guest on the Walt Disney World property. Whoa. Yeah, which was really, really super cool. We opened. Yeah, we opened that day. I was the first Vader in that room. My buddy Sean was the first Chewie in the other room. 
And we were the very, very first people to talk to guests with using that technology. Whoa, that is incredible. I didn't know that before going into this interview. That is so cool. Yeah, it was it was super, super cool. Then they uh, they used the, they used it kind of on Baymax, I think a year prior or uh, uh-huh. year during. Uh, but the technology that we had was completely, you know, completely different. The Darth Vader performers, the Chewie performers, even the Stormtroopers and the Kylos now they all are trained in that technology and it's, it's it's awesome awesome technology i had no idea oh my gosh yes it was super super cool did you have fun hanging out with darth vader and everybody like intimidating people like <laughs> oh darth vader by far was my favorite i think definitely definitely one of my tops um i had a lot of fun doing darth vader it wasn't necessarily for the interactions with the parents i know this is gonna sound really cheesy but the interactions with the kids are hilarious oh they have no fear (gasps) they do not they do not care darth vader standing in front of them a few do a few do but most are not afraid they are really awesome they're prepared to join the dark side with no they are 100 percent fully prepared to join (laughs) join the dark side and uh we 100 percent let them uh, oh which is really, really awesome. They're awesome. Did you ever get to be in or at least seen the Jedi training? And then there's that occasional kid that, you know, is supposed to fight Darth Vader and then we'll just yes, bow. Yes, and we give- I, had so, I had so many <laughs> Darth Vader friends that told me so many stories. So I was actually supposed to do that show, too. So there was two shows. They were they were revising the Jedi training and they were doing their Star Wars Galaxy Far, Far Away show that was in the middle of Hollywood Studios. Or, or Universal for those who are <laughs> don't. Right. They're really confused. <laughs> And so they literally told me, which is totally understandable, when they called me because I was doing Vader at this point at the time, you know, they wanted me to do Jedi training. Uh, They were like, look, you'd be great, but you're kind of too short. And I was like, that's fine. So so they gave me they gave me the other show, which is Star Wars Galaxy Far, Far Away. And I opened that show. Um, It was me and two other two other Vader's. Um, and we opened that show and we had a lot of fun over there too. That is so cool. And when you were hanging out with Vader, I know the kids, like you said, weren't in, in fear at all, but was there ever a funny interaction with adults or anybody? I've intimidated some adults. I've definitely intimidated kids. I've had kids go to point A to point B, which is the exit without even saying hi to me, just yelling. Oh, no. <laughs> um, that, I mean, that was definitely funny. <laughs> They probably that waited was like, funny. what, 20 minutes or more to see you? And then yeah, like, yeah. Nope. And they just ran out. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. No, with the adults. But this was, this was me, to be honest, as a performer. You know, not nothing against the adults. And I think a lot of the adults understood, you know, is that like, not that I wouldn't, I wasn't like, you know, paying attention to them. Of course, I was paying attention mm-hmm. to the adults. But a lot of times they'd, they'd chill in the corner and they just want their kids to have a good time. So a lot of it just yeah. happened to be the attention of the kids, which was perfectly fine. And I would have a few awesome adults who were crazy fans and it'd be, it'd be a lot, a lot of fun interacting with them with the Vader. And, you know, they would do the lines and everything and quote the movie oh. plenty of times. So that was a lot of fun. And then, so you got to do Vader and then you got to open the show and do that. Like, it was incredible. And then what else did you get to do? So then after that, that lasted another year. So I did the show pretty much going into our second year of the show. It, it was it was amazing. And there's internal auditions. So this is, you could also do these things within, within the company which there are internal auditions to possibly do some puppetry work or, you know, maybe again, audition for equity, maybe move up to equity um, and do that instead. The thing with equity, though, is if you do go to equity, you basically get rid of everything else that you do and you only do that role within equity and you're contracted and you stay there. 
so if, so if you someone really like what you're doing, like you said, with your parades and Vader, like you kind of don't necessarily want to give that up. Unless you want to get paid more. You get paid significantly a lot more. So if you, or if gotcha. you, you know, if you're talented enough and you know, you go okay, over to so, equity. So the goal is equity. Got it. Kind <laughs> of. I mean, actor. if you, if you find, if you find yourself, if you find yourself, you know, taking that path, it, it's definitely a higher responsibility. And those are very, those are very, very talented people. They're, they're, I've, I've had a lot of friends that were equity. A lot of people that knew they were equity, they are very, very talented people. They are the people that are supposed to be there. They're really, really great people. A year pretty much passed and we were doing internal auditions, you know, to see what else we could do. And this was around coming up to 2017 or 20, 2016 to 2017, I believe. It's been a while. They all just blur together. <laughs> they really do all blur together. And so then I ended up auditioning for certain face characters to see what face character I would look like. And once the audition got fitted for the character that they were possibly going to fit me for, and it went really well. I was ironically at the Star Wars show. I was doing the Star Wars show when I got the call and they were like, yeah, so we think you'd be perfect for guest on. So we're going to try to do, let you do guest on. I was like, okay, sweet. That'd be awesome. Did you want him or were you kind of going in the mindset with another thing or you were just really happy? When I, when I first got in the costume or when I like, you know, when they tested me for it, I was like, I look like a child. I look, I look like a child as guest on. I do not have manly features at all. I don't know what the heck they see in this, but I guess I'll do it. I ended up doing guest on and I definitely had a blast. I had a lot of blast. Um, and with everything, uh, parks are different. We, we would love for things to be consistent around any company. They just tend not to be. So I was coming from Hollywood Studios. Basically, I was a Hollywood Studios person. I lived in Hollywood Studios. I was there all the time. And I moved over to Magic Kingdom, oh. which you could pretty much assume looking at Hollywood Studios, looking at Magic Kingdom, they're two very different beasts. Definitely. Hollywood Studios, very chill, really relaxed. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom, it's high-paced. You get to A, you get to B, you do your job, you leave. <laughs> so it was very, very, very different for me. And that's pretty much how it was. And so adjusting um, was interesting at first because it wasn't as, you know, relaxed as Hollywood studios. You know, at the end of the day, they got to get the pictures. They want to see the people. They want to see the numbers, you know. And unfortunately, we don't have a lot of time for magical moments, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, so because Magic Kingdom is pretty much the hustle and bustle, but they have a lot of people, which makes sense. That's if they're only going to go to one park out of the four, Magic Kingdom's going to be the one. Mm-hmm, exactly. Um, I didn't really work much in the other ones. I barely touched Animal Kingdom and I worked at Epcot once in a while for like Goofy. Uh, with entertainment, you work at all four parks. The water parks kind of work out of one of the main parks and then special parties and events is a another one which you get called for but as an entertainment cast member you pretty much work at all the parks very fun but also like you definitely have to learn all the parks and the backstages and where to go Mm -hmm, like even just mm -hmm. when i worked my cp and i was downtown disney person but i picked up a merchandise shift at animal kingdom i was like where's the costuming where do i park how early do i have to get there is there backstage am i walking out in front of guests like it's a whole it's kind of stressful so i can only imagine it took a minute to get used to for you as well oh yeah and but it was fun I'm more again I'm more of a visual person because I am dyslexic so like I was able to figure it out pretty you know pretty yeah. pretty quickly um but Gaston was a lot of fun I had a lot of fun so I basically pretty much did Gaston over there a lot and at the time we were actually dealing we were actually dealing with a lack of Gastons 
So for the longest time, there was actually only four of us. Um, I would say that lasted for probably a good another year, all the way to like, I would say 2018, where there's only four of us. Did you get asked to do a push-up contest often? Yes, all the time. And we had to deny it too. Um, So we're not allowed to do push-up contests. That was actually because a performer way before my time was doing the push-up contests and he ended up losing. And Gaston's (gasps) not supposed to lose. Um, oh, so no. they were like, so they're like, okay, we can't do that anymore. So, uh, a lot of things like that were restricted. Yeah. I can't do push-up contests, uh, a bunch of things. And so you do Gaston and I got to ask, like, how was that? Cause you said with Darth Vader and other characters, like, you know, the other characters, you don't talk Darth Vader. You had to do that crazy cool technology, mm-hmm. but with the improv and stuff. And this actually comes from a mutual friend of ours, Zainab. I love, I love her. She's awesome. Yes, she's one of my dearest friends. I was like, she met oh. me all the time. We, we, yes. we, we became really good friends. She's awesome. Guess Dawn is her favorite. Like I'm, oh pre- I'm pretty sure half her posts or majority she had to, when she's just <laughs> when she first started posting guest on it always kept being me. And at a point she was like, like, I gotta stop posting you. I post you too much. I have to share the love. I'm like, that's fine. Like my husband's gonna catch on. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'm like, we're just friends. We just she only sees me because you know like we the timing we, we of just, everything. Yeah, and it's funny too is because what was nice about Gaston was that I made so many friendships on not intentionally with mm-hmm. guests. I would have people come back that I would recognize or they would recognize me, especially over the years, and be like, "You are our favorite Gaston. You are the best. You know, you're awesome." And we, I started making friendships friendships with these people. Yeah. you know, which was really nice. I think it's even more impressive, too, because, you know, Disney World people aren't typically locals like people travel. Oh, no. And so the fact that like you either recognize them or they recognize you, I think, is even a bigger compliment because probably months to possibly years going by in between these times meeting you and they're like, you're our favorite. Oh, 100 percent. And I would 100 percent make magical moments all the damn time, though. I, I would all the time. And I would be like, I don't really care. Like, I'm going to make these moments like the mindset was, look, if I'm going to be fired today, I'm going to make someone's day. I don't care if if I have to lose if I had to lose my job today because of a silly rule or a silly, you know, efficiency thing or whatever. I I don't really care. I'm going to make I'm going to spend another extra five minutes with this kid or this adult that needs my time right now to whatever it is. Yes, I'm guest on. But if you know, like I had one kid, he, he came he came up to me and he just hugged me. He just wanted to hug me. And that's all he wanted to do. And he, he he tells me when he's hugging me, he's like, Gaston, I don't like I don't have a lot of friends. So could you be my friend? And I said, Yeah, you could be my friend, hundred percent. But if you're gonna be my friend, you gotta help me clean the tavern. He's like, Yes, I'll do that. I'm like, deal, we'll do it together. And you know, you know, and spend a little extra time with him and stuff. And you know, it, it, again, if I was to get fired that day for that, I would be okay with it. He'd be like, here we go, here's my ID. Bye. Oh my gosh, <laughs> cool my heart. That is so sweet. Oh yes, we had a, we had a lot, a lot of great moments, and it wasn't like that all the time because, like anything, uh, like performers, we move around, we do other things. Like management, they moved around. We have all different, all different types of people in all different situations and areas, and it all really just kind of depend on the season. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was the perfect. It was the perfect way. Just like like they would hug. I think I had a kid hug me. A solid 10 minutes but i i just made a i made a joke out of it not necessarily in a joke in a sense but i made a skit out of it you know this kid's oh. h- hold me for 10 minutes you know I, I would yell out to the crowd 
be like, this is what affection is. You know, why can't <laughs> Belle see this? If Belle saw this, I know she would marry me right away. Like, and you know, I would try to make it the biggest performance I could in that little moment to get other people involved. Because if I was getting other people involved, like my line, that resonated really, really well. That's so clever. Like, why can't Belle love me like this? Oh yeah, people, oh people, God. a lot, a lot of people would just stand around. And I started noticing this longer I did it would stand around just to listen to me oh, for sure. They, they just wanted to listen to what was going to come out of my mouth because I didn't really hold back. <laughs> I just said a lot of things and not, not rude at all. Definitely fun. Uh, some rude if they were coming for me, they're coming oh, for me. You're getting it back. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to send it back. Uh, but they would laugh. They would laugh. That's it was all great. it was all good fun, all good play. I feel like you and the stepsisters and Lady Tremaine, those are very fun characters to watch. So theoretically, it's so ironically enough, um, hilarious enough, characters are not supposed to talk with one another. We all live in our own bubbles. So I'm yes. only allowed to really interact with Belle and Beast, theoretically. Makes but sense. I cannot interact with any other characters. California did not care about that. Oh, no. <laughs> California oh, does not care. No. no one, no one would get in trouble over at California. But God forbid we did it and we would get in trouble. But me and the stepsisters, we would definitely yell at each other once in a while. That is great. Um, speaking of that, like Disneyland, I remember a video specifically, Peter Pan crossing paths with the fairy godmother. Yep. And the fairy godmother is so cute. And she goes, Peter, have you been a good boy today? And Peter is like, you know, I've been a really good boy. I can't say so much for the lost boys. And it's just this. And, and the fairy yep. godmother is like, okay, Peter, good job. Like, it's like the cutest thing. Like, yep. I, love- I, I, for me, visually, I. I thought it makes sense. I thought like all these characters live in this giant world together and they just coexist. That's how a lot of us saw it. You know, we, we you know, once in a while we would just, I would yell at, I would yell at the uh, stepsisters and uh, oh, they would you yell, yell at, at them. Back. I'm curious. Oh, I, you know, they would, a lot of times they would start it. So just to be fair, they would start it. <laughs> Sounds and, you about know, right. <laughs> you know, one of them would be like, you're rich. I want to marry you. And be like, you can't marry me. <laughs> and like, I'm going to marry <laughs> Belle. Nice try though. Oh, but God. but I but then I would make like some jokes. I'd be like, I know there's some young kid running around. He wears green pants. He acts like he's 14, but I'm pretty sure he's 25. And I'd be referencing I'd be referencing Peter Pan, and people would laugh. The adults would laugh. They they they'd get it. I love that. That is so much fun because you know they're always looking for a husband, and then you know mm-hmm. a very big strong man walks by. Of course, they're gonna hoot and holler and compete with each other and stuff. Mm-hmm. I so- I made fun of Peter Pan. Me and Peter Pan, so we would actually break in the same room. <gasps> so me and Peter, me and Peter would always um, try to get messages across uh, <laughs> during the day. So uh-huh. we would actually sometimes send guests. To be like, hey, can you send this a guest on, please? Or send this to Peter. Before I knew it, someone in line would be like, hey, Peter just wanted to let you know uh, that you smell like eggs or like <laughs> some some stuff like that. And be like, oh, really? Well, you could tell Peter that he needs to work on his on his eyebrows. That they're clearly not colored enough or some <laughs> silly thing, some dig, depending on who the who it was. If it was a little girl, of course, we'd play around with a different yes. mode. If it was an adult, you know, it'd be a different kind of uh, yes. conversation. Yeah. So you got to do so much stuff. Is there anything else you want to share before we jump into the questions and then eventually your magical moment? Overall, you know, you made you made the moments yourselves. I think out of everything, you know, obviously I don't work for Disney anymore, uh, especially Mm -hmm. after COVID, which is fine. I just hope that people that I ended up making their day because I know there was a lot of them. There's so many that would just like I said, come back to meet me and me specifically. And there, there was just this one family that, you know, every time I saw them, I was just so, I was so happy to see them. 
Uh, it wasn't just them. There's a lot of others too, but I, I just hope, you know, I will one day somehow, because I still live in Florida, somehow run into them. I would love to oh. run into them and just be like, you know, you guys are amazing. Oh, that is so sweet. That is adorable. Well, thank you for sharing all of your background that you did with Disney. Yeah, no, that was I've so been there cool. a while. Yeah. Um, so- trying to think if there's anything else. No, that was, I pretty much, I pretty much did guest on and that was pretty much it when it came to uh, what we did. We, we would do special events here and there. Like I was, um, I did the Pandora opening, the special oh. event opening. I did that. It was like a live broadcast. They grabbed a bunch of us to like carry these banners and stuff. Very and so, cool. yeah, we went on that live and we did that, but that was pretty much it. I pretty much uh, did that, did the parades, did guest on a lot, guest on Invader. Again, thank you for sharing all of that background that you did working with the company. But now we'll kind of like deep dive more into you as a person and ask you some fun, obscure questions. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Awesome. Okay. So the question I start off with everybody is very simple, but also deep and kind of hard. But why do you love Disney? So I kind of, I kind of fell into doing the college program. Like we went, we went to Disney as a kid for years. Like we, we, we kept going and we just enjoyed it. Again, I kind of, I kind of fell into the college program because I was really, really lost in college and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And my mom was like, Hey, there's this college program. You should try it. And I just fell in love with it at that point and just wanted to stay. I think, I think with, with Disney, I guess so much why I love it is because it kind of gets you out of your headspace. Like it's nice. It, it's it's an easy it's an easy easy place to just enter and forget about everything else in the world. Oh, definitely. You can just go there, forget about the worries, and then just you know. I think that's why I really love Disney the most. Uh, or when I did, you know, even working there, even after, like I I still visit Epcot. You know, I still go to Hollywood Studios when I can. It's just a really really nice place just to kind of like relax. I think that's really why I like Disney so much. Cool. And, you know, speaking of Disney World, which other Disney parks have you visited? So I was lucky enough uh, when I was younger, I went to Disneyland Paris. Ooh. I went there and I've been on a Disney cruise like once. Oh, oh my gosh. A lot of us haven't been to Disney on a Disney cruise. Was that awesome? Did you love it? Like, I want to go now. I'm older and I think I would appreciate it more. But for what it was, yeah, it was fun. But I also have nothing to compare it to. I need to go to another cruise. I, that was my only cruise. You know, it was Disney. Let's put it that way. It was Perfect. a Disney thing. It definitely felt like Disney. It definitely counts towards the Disney things. I think, you know, people have the bucket list of like hitting all the international parks and the U.S. parks. But like, I think Disney Cruise needs to be on the list and like Alani, like all the Disney. Big oh, properties. OK. So I did actually end up going to Alani. <gasps> I went to Alani in 2019 of August, right before, right before 2020. Um, I went to Alani. Okay, so this question's kind of tricky. So not your favorite, but what character do you most identify with that you're most similar to? Uh, I guess can I say that's a combo maybe? Okay, so maybe, yeah, it's a, maybe it's a combo of like Baloo and Goofy. To oh. Be honest, my mindset's definitely Goofy, but sometimes my <laughs> my personality can be Baloo. You like kind of the carefree like Baloo is. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I do not. I, I like it's such a different persona when I was in guest on. Like it, it was not me <laughs> at all. Oh, <laughs> it was gosh. pretty. I mean, some some parts maybe, some parts maybe, but I'm gonna say putting on that wig and the costume made me way more witty than I ever thought I would be. 
I, 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 I learned how to crack back real quick. Oh my gosh. That is incredible. I love that. Speaking of like Gaston and stuff. So this was actually Zainab's question is how did you learn to improv so well? I, I wish, I wish I could say, I wish I could say Disney helped. They kind of did, but we have other guest on performers actually teach us oh. a little bit. I learned improv. I learned improv in high school. Um, mm -hmm. So I was already kind of ahead of the curve. You said you had a theater background. I had a theater background, which also helped. I also know how to change my voice a little bit on certain oh. things. So I never, I'm not good at human voices, but Gaston for some reason was the one I was able to somehow get down. When I first came out as Gaston, I kind of started sounding like Kronk from Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> and also then I started looking like, a, sounding like Joe Swanson from Family Guy, which is oh. the same voice actor. But yes. When I first came out as a guest on, that was my voice, and I didn't mean it to, and then it molded into a better guest on voice at the time. Oh, very interesting. Okay, so now that you say that, can you answer this next question in a guest on voice? Oh, God, in a guest on voice? Yes. Okay. It was so much easier with a wig, but I'll try. Okay, just pretend the wig is on right now. What attraction would you be devastated if they demolished it during your lifetime? And you oh can answer God. as from your personal experience or what Gaston would say, you can interpret oh it how you'd like. <laughs> See, the, the problem is I never answered anything like Gaston. I always answered it like myself with a deep voice. It was just funny enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, the answer is Gaston. I don't... It's, it's literally been a year. It has been a year and almost more since I've done the Gaston voice. Well, clearly if they want to get rid of any attraction to be Belle's enchanted tales, is then I would never be able to see her again. <laughs> now that would be Gaston's response. My my response would be Mind Train because I think those animatronics are still cool to this day. Yes, they are. It's such a cute little ride. It is a very very cute little ride. Okay, here's another one. What is speaking of like Alani and stuff? What Disney character would you love to take a vacation with? I want to say Flynn Rider, also because I had a bunch of friends who were Flynn Rider. <laughs> I was always friends with them, so they're pretty much similar. Whoever plays Flynn Rider is pretty much Flynn Rider. They're pretty spot on. <laughs> like they don't just go in for looks, but they go in for personality checks. No, they're, they're, it's pretty close. <laughs> they're definitely. I've met a lot of Flynn Riders. They're pretty close to the same person. They're, they're, and that's what's funny. There is some similarities to people that get picked out as these characters. You know, I was also a bodybuilder. I'm a powerlifter now. I might go into strongman now. So, like, I had a lifting background. And, you know, so with that being guest on, it was it was just really funny, too. We had one guest on who was um retired Marine, um, oh. another retired football player. So, like, they, they kind of – the characters kind of follow the person a little bit. That's almost great. It makes it more authentic. You're right, 100%. You said you go to Epcot often still. I do. What? Epcot's still my favorite. <laughs> what country would you like to add to Epcot and why? Oh, Greece. Oh, okay. You're the second person to say that. We need Greece and we need Hercules. I just, we need a Hercules meet and greet. That movie is so underrated with one of the greatest soundtracks ever. And it's so sad. It is. Like, don't get me wrong. I like my princesses. They're great. You know, Frozen, Moana, you know, they're, we need another male protagonist. Like I need another Herc. It's been too long. And we also need Meg in the parks. We need Meg. Meg is, I've, I was lucky enough to meet a Meg and. So you want Grease and Epcot. All right. Now, what is a cliche Disney shirt you wouldn't, that you see all the time that you wouldn't mind actually wearing? 
Oh, probably the Hercules one. There's a Hercules cliche one that's uh, zero to hero, I think. Um, I'd probably wear that one. Very nice. Okay. If you could have any Disney animal sidekick as a pet, who would it be? Do the three bears from Brave count? Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll count them. The brothers. Okay. The the brothers still in bear form. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Another question kind of bleeding into this one. Which two characters would you love to to meet in the parks together that don't typically meet? I'm probably Herc and Gaston. Ooh. They could work out together for sure. Yeah. I think that would be really funny. Because <laughs> Herc's a wholesome guy and Gaston's very full of himself. So that would be a funny dynamic for sure. <laughs> if they ever did it, I and like if if I was still there, if it was possible but of course he was like he showed up once a year herc i would have loved to play herc that'd be so fun (laughs) awesome and my very last question is if you were an enchanted object in the beast castle Mm -hmm. what enchanted household object would you be and why oh god that's a hard one um i don't know maybe one of the dining chairs uh in being beast's castle because i just think that that whole room and restaurant is beautiful Oh, definitely. At least I get to look at something nice. <laughs> yeah. And then you get the whole BR guest scene if you're in the movies perspective mm-hmm. of it and whatnot. Oh, that is so cool. Well, awesome. Thank you so much, Blake, for answering all my obscure questions. Of course, questions. of course. I appreciate it. But now I'll let you take it away and share your magical moment. Oh, man. Okay. So I guess this one, this one's a really, really fun magical moment just with a little hilariousness with a little bit of hypocrisy. Um, <laughs> so one of my favorite magical moments was, you know, so being dyslexic, I you know god forbid could barely even speak english you know in high school they wanted us to learn a different language you know so at first they wanted me to learn spanish i could not learn spanish failed that class so like well we have american sign language so i was like okay i'll I'll learn american sign language why not i'll teach that um so i learned american sign language and i knew the basics and i knew how to at least somewhat have a conversation as guest on i had someone who was deaf and they wanted to talk to me and of course they weren't really expecting how that was gonna go but they didn't expect me to know how to sign (gasps) so i completely have a conversation with her in sign language again i was a little rusty when i was doing it (laughs) but i was able to have a great conversation with her in uh, american sign language you know i still acted like guest on the entire time it was fantastic the video ends up going viral because it was recorded. I didn't know it was. Technically, as a character, you're not allowed to speak another language. Elena at the time was the exception because they were rolling her out and they were trying to see if they could get enough performers to be bilingual to do that. Turned out they couldn't get enough performers at the time and they cut that so the rule still stood. Ironically enough, they also did a bunch of commercials about American Sign Language and character signing, but again, it is technically... It is technically could get you in trouble. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, which a lot of people don't know that. Thank God for me. Uh, I was a little quick and quick-witted. So uh, the video goes viral, and you know, at the time, one of one of the, you know, um, they wanted to basically kind of be like, you know, you're not supposed to do that. You know, you you know, your guest on, like, why are you signing? Yeah. And I told them, I was like, well, guest on correct me if I'm wrong, knows how to read picture books. <gasps> ASL is pictures. Oh 
and they literally were like okay and that was it and that was the end of the story they tried to get me and that was my response i was like that's fine Oh, and that was it. <laughs> and that was it. But that but that was my that was my magical moment also to her. But to me, going back to the fact of, look, if I am going to lose my job today, at least I made someone's day. You know, Gaston wants to talk to all of his admirers. And exactly. Exactly. So I, I basically I basically took I basically took what they wanted to get me for, like what they've always talked about, because they literally made they made that rule, which is hilarious. That's how because a lot of times you'll have people like be like, why do you not read? You know, why can't you read? Because Gaston theoretically can't read. And one of the answers <laughs> that they're lit- literally written in their documents is the answer to this is say you only read picture picture books. So I literally just threw back at them what their document said and was like, well, ASL technically. And that's how you learn it. That's how you learn American Sign Language is through picture books. So I was like, got you there. (laughs) Nice try. I'm I'm going to (laughs) go. That is incredible. That is so great. I want to find that video now. That is so Yeah, yeah. So I think it's like, I I don't know if it's titled. I think it's titled Guest On With ASL maybe. But yeah, it went viral at the time. And I was like, oh, Oh that's me. So much to that little girl. She loved it. She, she, she loved it. And um, she came back to see me ever since all the time. Oh, oh my goodness. And you actually had another story too with two kids actually. Oh my God. Yes. They're amazing. Yes. <laughs> they're amazing. So um, I did, I don't know why I did this a lot, but uh, I always thought it was funny when parents would bring me their kids and they would dress them obviously in the beauty and the beast characters and one would be bell and normal normally the other kid would be beast once in a while i get a guest on little kid and that was awesome we, we would we would flex together and like go try oh. to take a picture uh <laughs> somewhere special um but sometimes you know i would you know get the parent to have the uh them dressed as beast and some kids would be so elaborate they would have a furry head furry hands you name it and <laughs> I would make comments all the time, be like, okay, who brought the dog? You know, like I, I would, I, I made so many references to other movies and some people would pick it up and it was hilarious when they did. Wait, It was my goal. It was my, so there was one time I think I had, I don't know how I did it. I remember my attendant looked at me and was like, I, I don't know how you made that reference, but you did. It was like a long <laughs> reference story, but I somehow connected Gaston's journey to marrying Belle to the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I went on a whole rant for like 30 minutes talking about how I'm going to go on this journey. It's going to be me and like seven other of my, my, my friends for the tavern. And I have to get this gold ring. I didn't say one ring, this gold ring to bell. And we're about to climb mountains. And it was a whole thing for 30 minutes. And I just, I somehow connected it to Lord of the Rings. It made literally, I literally rewrote, rewrote the three books of Lord of the Rings and did an entire story with this couple that was coming to meet me and they loved it. They loved every minute of it. That is incredible. Oh my goodness. And was there any other special moments with other characters as in Darth Vader or anything like that? Oh, Darth Vader. I think one of the most special moments I ever got, and I still have it. It's, it's chilling in my car is that, uh, it was around December is around Christmas time. The launch bay was only open for a month. And this little kid comes in in black robes, looks at me, uh, does the one kneel thing, um, basically like Lord Vader? I'm like your, I'll serve I you. So yes. I'll follow you. So when you get on one knee, but when he when he got on one knee, he handed me a Darth Vader ornament that I still have to this day. Um, oh. It's like a little cloth, and is I'm pretty sure his mom made it herself. 
and I kept that ever since. And I love it. And he Stop. was amazing. And we're, is Vader were not supposed to hug kids, um, but he right. wanted a hug real bad. So our photographer basically put down her camera, made sure no one else was in the room. And I just we just we hugged it out. Oh. And so it was like kind of a, it was kind of like a hidden magical moment. The mom didn't really take pictures either. So like yeah. it would no nothing would be out there and stuff because we technically aren't supposed to hug. But he really wanted a hug. So we were like, let's do this. And we did it behind the scenes. We wanted oh, my to hug. goodness. That is so great. Well, thank you, Blake, so much for sharing so much of all of the Disney adventures you've had and the jobs you've done and the characters you got to hang out with. So where can people find you? So after, you know, my Disney journey and you know, doing it for six years. And, you know, um, obviously during COVID, unfortunately, a lot of us ended up not coming back to our jobs and I was one of them. And I kind of found my own outlet, which is I found to be very, very rewarding because I, I still kind of wanted to perform in a sense, but have people, you know, get to know me as a performer. And so uh, I decided to open up a uh, Twitch stream. So I stream video games, but not just video games, but to also basically built a community and for, you know, everything there get to perform as myself. No. Yeah. So you could find me on uh, Blake Coelho, C-O-E-L-H-O on Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, the whole, the whole nine. Very awesome. And all of those links will be down in the show notes. So it's you guys can go find him and whatnot. So thank you again, Blake, so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Of course, of course. And we have a good time there. It's all 90s theme because I'm a 90s baby and we just play everything and anything and we just connect as a community. It's a place for everyone just to relax from their day and just have a good time and just chill out. Yes. And if you guys already got a taste of his personality and the energy that he brings, his streams are going to be just as good, if not better. Literally pretty much the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again. It was so great having you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Of course. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I hope you guys enjoyed Blake's story. We want to thank him so much for coming on the show and sharing his most magical moments. Again, if you have a magical moment that you would like to share, please go to the Just Some Magic podcast and click on the Share Your Magic button to submit your story. Again, we have episodes every Monday and Thursday. And lastly, if you enjoyed this show and have a couple of minutes, if you could go to Apple Podcasts to leave a review, it would truly help this podcast out and new people discover us. Again, I want to thank you personally for listening to my podcast. It truly means the world to me. And I can't wait to see you guys in the next episode. Bye.